0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the NG English Show. My name is John Drummond, or Young
1: Holland. Hi, Welcome NG English. Stephanie. Today's Taiwan Impact Entrepreneurs. He is Andrew.
0: Today, I am joined by the incredibly talented South African handsome devil. The man is an entrepreneur. He has started an incredible entrepreneurial society here in Taiwan called Taiwan Impact Entrepreneurs. He is an incredible advocate for people with disabilities, entrepreneurs using different language skills and different talents to grow their businesses all over the world. And so much more so everyone please welcome andrew
2: yay <laughs> <laughs> i would love to meet the person you just introduced yeah. I mean, he's he's
0: somewhere in there i think you know he's he might he might have gone to the other room though, could i
2: actually time. get you to write my obituary for me one day <laughs> <laughs> this was absolutely fantastic thank you so much for a very kind introduction i'm very humbled by it you know John.
0: Andrew, it's it's hard to kind of sum up what you do because you're doing so many things, my man. The fact that you're even here right now, I'm not sure how we're, it's happening because you're so busy.
2: <laughs> it's it's just fun. You know, it's all part of, a, part of a wheel. You know, you've got all those spokes that keeps a wheel going mm-hmm. and um, all that makes part of a wheel. So yeah, love to come on these shows. It's always good. It's nice to share information and reach out to other people, especially younger crowds mm. because I'm super passionate about uh, getting younger people more involved in entrepreneurship mm. very important you know things are changing in the world and we need to take care of ourselves we can't wait on other people to take care Ooh. of care of us and yeah. yeah doing your own business that's one of the nicest ways of taking care of yourself yeah, i love that man
0: yeah so i was thinking could we start kind of at a high level andrew do you mind sharing with our audience here on ng when yeah what is what are you doing in taiwan and you know what brings you kind of the most passion right now
2: yeah, so I came to Taiwan in two end of two thousand and five. Yeah, so I came from Thailand. I was living in Thailand and came here, and I just phoned, after a few days I phoned my hotel in Thailand and I said I'm not coming back. I'll send a courier to pick my stuff up. Wow. And I never took my flight back. And yeah, it's now been eighteen years. I've been living abroad in between as well, but um, yeah, I definitely call Taiwan home now.
0: So cool, and you have so kind of beautifully summed up a little bit already. You're focused mostly on entrepreneurship. So helping people start their own businesses here in Taiwan and launchpad them globally, but you're really focused on Taiwanese entrepreneurs and foreign entrepreneurs in Taiwan, is that correct?
2: Absolutely, Uh, our community is open to anyone. And it's also not just entrepreneurs, even uh, professional people or startups, people in technology industry, students, high school kids, Just anybody who shows interest in perhaps one day starting a business or running a business. We've got quite a uh, proportion of uh, people in our community are professionals or doctors or lawyers, but they have an interest in entrepreneurship. You are the co-founder of this with
0: Jamie. Yes. And you guys started this with what was the kind of the goal behind it originally when it started? Taiwan, and I should mention the name if I haven't. Taiwan Impact Entrepreneurs. So you and Jamie were co-founders of this. What was the inspiration to start it?
2: It was I. Re- I returned to Taiwan three years ago, November 2019, just before COVID ooh, kicked in, ooh, ooh, right before they closed the doors. <laughs> and yes, and I went around to a lot of uh, events that were going around, mm. and I found they were super tech heavy, and they, there was always an, uh, an agenda behind the event. You know, they're trying to sign up um startups or and things like that, it's like uh incubators, accelerator programs. And I was like, but where where are the events just for practical business owners, people in education, food and food and beverage, travel and tourism? Or yeah, people?
0: everything else other than tech. <laughs>
2: yeah. You know, I'm not anti tech oh, at yeah. all. Yeah. But it was just it was everything was so tech heavy. So I thought, well, you know, then I just want something with no agenda, where we're just going to meet once a week and we share our information and resources, talk about our problems. And with a main goal that by the end of the evening, people who walked in there with, with problems, that we've ac- actually helped them or put them in the right direction or made a connection for them with by introducing them to someone. Mm-hmm. So that was the whole, whole goal. Mm-hmm. So the first event, we had 12 people. The second one, it was 25, I think. And from there on, we just started averaging 40, 60, 90 mm-hmm. people per event. I love the the no
0: agenda aspect of that. And, mm. you know, come with problems that you are experiencing in your, in your business or in the company you work for and discuss with creative individuals who are trying to kind of work out those solutions. You guys now are really helping young entrepreneurs you're you're really focused on bringing in kind of that next wave of businesses and entrepreneurs really so how do you interest high school kids to to start thinking about starting their own business what's the process for that
2: well i i think kids are very open to it nowadays especially you know they do see on on youtube and social media they do see other kids who are making successes out of out of their passions and their businesses it's not just you know, a kid is rich because they're born into a rich family. Mm. You get 15, 16, 17 year old kids with multi million dollar businesses nowadays that they've started. There's a one kid here in, here in Taiwan who started his, not a crypto, a uh, blockchain business, sorry, mm. at the age of 13. He's now 19 and he's pushing, um, 12 million US a year in turnover. It, it, it's insane. So, mm-hmm. yes. So these role models and they living role models. Yeah are out there i love that
0: living role model so seeing these other classmates of yours doing something
2: so yeah that's one of the things that we're doing we're getting very strong in education now youth education we've we literally just this week launched our thai youth education program so we're going to start focusing a lot on bringing entrepreneurship classes and courses and training to to um, high school kids Mm. If it was up to me, I would take entrepreneurship training down to kindergarten level, <laughs> literally open yes. kindergartens that are entrepreneurial focused, yes. because it's all learning about values, principles, mm-hmm. how to do things, how to overcome problems and issues in life. I couldn't agree more. And it's something that my company is very passionate about as
0: well. Is, you know, How do you build these real practical skills, these values, these mission statements? And how do you Actually, just build projects and learn through doing you know it's yeah. we don't need to be hammering in memorization of textbooks anymore. We need to be giving up a, a problem and giving kids the opportunity and the resources to figure out how to solve these types of things and i and I wish you guys nothing but success with all this focusing on education.
1: 并且会请快递carrier过去拿他的东西 那他现在已经在台湾18年了 那他当时创造这个社团的原因要从2019年的11月说起 可是他想要创造的是比如说每一周碰面然后讨论自己遇到的问题或分享资源跟讯息那比如说这些带问题来的人 后来平均就大概在40到60左右 也他们会接触到网路上的讯息跟看到社群上有一些白手起家的年轻人像有位台湾的学生 他在13岁的时候创了一间区块店相关的公司 现在的他 role Model, 但他说如果他可以选择的话,他想要开一个创业导向的一个幼稚园,例如学习价值,value,原则,principle,或是如何做事跟怎么克服,overcome,生活上的一些问题。我们继续来听接下来的专访吧。As
0: we are talking about the future here, you know, what do you guys really want to be 2023, 2024 kind of mission
2: statement for Taiwan Impact Entrepreneurs? Oh, we're growing enormously this year. It's just looking at the amount of collaborations that have come our way. Yeah. Um, Yesterday, one of the largest banks in Taiwan contacted me and said, hey, you want to collaborate with us? Or, you know, can we collaborate on things? And I think what we're going to go for in the coming year, it's we also in the process of setting up a very in, uh, comprehensive information platform for foreigners coming to taiwan mm. because currently if you're searching searching any information it's all scattered all over social media and things it's the government has a site uh, i think a taiwan island community or something like yeah. that and um like taiwan startup island or yeah something like startup island that's yeah. it but it's a little bit out of date and they're also not allowed to list any private businesses on there so it's not like you can actually find an accountant or somebody from there um, or any resources. So, yes, we're in the process. We're going to launch a very nice informative site as site on that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're growing so many businesses now. As I mentioned, we've got the education going. We've got a, um, a student intern platform that's, that's going. Government reached out to us to help with entrepreneur visa program that's rolling out in a month. So we have to set up an entire business structure in one month. <laughs> so. It, it's it's fun. It, it's fun. It's it's madness in the office, but we love it.
0: You guys started as a networking group, but now really you guys are the entrepreneurs having to build the business models and you know getting all these new branches to to grow. So congratulations with that. I can't tell you how many incredible people I know that have worked with you guys and and done stuff through you guys with networking events. So, Jyo, you know what I'm saying. Oh, thank
1: you. <laughs> 来宾说他们的社团现在正在扩大当中并且跟不同的人合作 Startup Island 但有点过时, out of date Accountant 那也没办法。所以来宾现在的公司有几个项目同时在跑, 像是教育的部分,学生实习平台, 以及跟政府合作帮助创业的计划, 所以公司其实非常疯狂,madness, 但他们乐在其中。我们继续来听接下来的专访吧。You
0: know, a big part of your story here that I was hoping we could touch on a little bit, Andrew, is that you started losing your eyesight
2: you know, about was it
0: ten, fifteen years 15,
2: ago? Uh, Sixteen years ago. Wow.
0: So, could you share a little bit about you know what has that been like to now lose eyesight and to be now navigating your world through all of this?
2: Yeah, it was. It started. I just woke up one morning. We were living here in in uh, Taiwan, and I woke up in the morning and I, um, I asked my partner, you know, what did we do last night? Because <laughs> my eyes are so blurry. And he said, No, we didn't do anything outrageous. And it just clicked. So I went to the doctors and it was within two hours. They said, no, you've got this super aggressive disease in your eyes. You've got between three months to six months of eyesight left. Go and enjoy the world, you know, for as long as you can. Oh, wow. And um yeah, it was quite a shocker. And it was literally week by week. I could see things just disappearing in front of my vision and having difficulties and things. Fortunately, I was running a very large company at that stage. Uh, we had a very large number of employees and the vast majority of those employees were very poor farm workers, um, unschooled, uneducated, and the thing that kept me going and not falling into depression or giving up was the whole thought of if I had to fall down, mm. those the, the business will fall down and those people will be losing their jobs. Mm. You know, and they were these were rural people living in Africa Farming there. If they lose their jobs, it's not just them losing out; it's the communities. Yeah. So it's, the responsibility on my shoulders at that stage was so much, yeah. but that's what kept me going through it. was like I just literally, I, I remember sitting on my computer when I still used a computer at that stage, with a flashlight in my hand, looking for the for the keys and the buttons and on the screen, trying to read it. Wow. And it was the whole thing was you have to keep on going. You can't give in. And at some point, it it just literally broke through that barrier of like, bam. Okay. Yeah. So what? So I'm blind now. Life goes on. Look, it's still great. It's, yeah. you know, I've, yeah. I think a, a, a number of things changed. Um, you know, I didn't have that massive network of people as I used to have and go to parties and those kind of things. So in a way, world became smaller but it became more meaningful as well and i started spending my time more more with people i really wanted to be worth and had to be with. and um also i started spending much more time on doing business which i've always enjoyed doing but yeah now i sit 16 hours a day at my desk and i just love it it's mm. beautiful man really really well summarized too and if you
0: know the reasons you kept going for for others, right there, when you could have fallen into the, a depression and <coughs> you know a, a very dark cycle. And you know, and look at you now. Now you're such an inspiration to so many entrepreneurs, so many children, so many so many people dealing with and living with disabilities. So much respect, my brother. Oh,
1: thank you. I appreciate that. <coughs> eyesight. 昨晚我们是做了什么事情吗那很幸运的是所以他当时还是用了电脑
0: I was hoping we could share because we just did touch a little bit about you know when this all was happening you were managing a company I believe in Africa at the time so how has your South Africa Africa and Taiwan story kind of evolved?
2: Yeah so um, my partner is Taiwanese and I've always been involved in Africa being, being born there my mom both my parents were very highly experienced and successful entrepreneurs with my mom operating large uh, companies and welfare organizations in Africa. Mm. And yeah, so I always loved it. I really enjoyed it when me and my partner went to South Africa in 2012 to live there and to run some of the businesses there. But I realized, unfortunately, with my eyesight uh, there, I'm too reliant on other people because Mm -hmm. we don't have public transport. It's not the safest country in the world. And I do rely on technology to help me guide around. Like my phone is, phone really helps me a lot. And I've got smart glasses that I use as well. Um, got a smart cane that's got more technology than a space shuttle in oh. it. But it's dangerous to walk with stuff like that there. Yeah. Cause it might be stolen. Absolutely. Early. Absolutely. I'll, I'll definitely, I'm, I'm, I will definitely be a target. And it just got to a point of, you know what? In Taiwan, it's really safe here the transportation system is so good and so I still travel on the MRT by myself they give me assistance at the station they put me on a train and at on the other end somebody collects me they drop me off at the at the uh, exit and from there on i just use my devices to navigate around it's incredible and yeah i mean
0: so beautifully said being so safe here you're not a target right you're you're Absolutely. able to live Absolutely. your life normally here
2: yeah, yeah. Absolutely, no. It's, it's, different. Taiwan is one of the safest countries I've ever lived in in the world, and I've, I've been to a lot. Nothing beats Taiwan when it comes to safety, convenience, and just the ease of doing things
1: here. Yeah. 那在2012年的时候 他跟他的合伙人就去了南非住了一阵子为了在那边做生意 Devices, 就能導航, and
0: so thinking too kind of about how language now has played into all of this with Taiwan impact entrepreneurs, with your life in Africa and South Africa specifically. You know, did you grow up speaking Afrikaans and did English come along the way or how did, how did your your life evolve with English?
2: That's yep, exactly. Yeah, no, you can pick up on not English. No, I no. I,
0: I mean, all my homies are, are, are from, you know, Cape Town and they all right. are like, yeah, Afrikaans came first and then English.
2: Yeah, no, so I grew I grew up big time Afrikaans, went to Afrikaans schools all my life. I actually failed English in uh the last year of school. I yeah, that. I got something like 40, Me too, 40, and I have no excuse. Forty two percent and that was like a second language. But it it wasn't a big deal. My parents really didn't care about mm-hmm. academic things because they were on self made entrepreneurs and um yeah, so they I, knew the
0: practical skills of
2: life absolutely absolutely so i really i've never had a grammar lesson in my life and you can probably hear that in my, no, my speaking so and my no. um thing. <laughs> i can't string words together on paper or on a on, on a file i really battle but thank you there's some technology out there nowadays that can do it so yeah I i just picked up english as i went along and um, I studied a bit in the States, lived in England as well. So everything got mixed up then. And how I sort of picked up English pretty well, especially business English, because mm. I was fortunate to be able to sit in on business meetings a lot. Ah, uh,
0: With your parents maybe or yes. something,
2: right? So I would always take note of the big words that they would use, especially like on accounting, for instance, like a balance sheet. Now it sounds, it, it doesn't sound like much, but when you can't speak the language, you know, it's something. So I would, yeah, I would, sure. I would go and I would repeat it over and over in my head. And then I would, you know, in those days, we still had dictionary books. And then I would go and look it up. What, you know, it's a balance sheet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And yeah, just, just go accusation, you know, and then I'll just start using the word accusation wherever I can, even if it's right or wrong. I didn't care. Mm. It just sounded nice and yes over time things just started flowing together i still nowadays i have to ask siri quite a lot like what does this word mean and i love it yeah yeah so i, I literally i just learn it one word at a time mm-hmm. i don't rush in to learn as much as i can in the shortest period of time i love that that's sustainable learning
0: lifelong
2: learning beautifully
0: beautifully said andrew and that's something i preach on the show is the more you keep having that curious mind for language for business for anything really you know you just keep going you keep learning new things you meet new people they teach you something you maybe teach someone something it's it's a beautiful ecosystem of continuous learning very very cool man and look at you now you're you're stringing words together pretty well my good friend
2: (laughs) i mean my my mom always said to me Um, she was always good with her quotes and she always said, everything in life, just steal with your eyes and your ears. And it's steal. Yeah. Steal things with your eyes and your ears. Oh, we're going to have to unpack that in a second. So it's literally when you see someone doing something good, look and listen. And I think it's very, it's 100% applicable in language. If you hear somebody who speaks English or a language very well, especially you know, if it's business language or if it's social language that you want to learn, just listen and copy. Steal, steal with your eyes and your ears.
0: Woo! Shout out to your mother. Steal with your <laughs> eyes and your ears, meaning basically mirror people you admire who are doing something better than you what are they saying? How are they acting? You can use your eyes and your ears to to kind of begin picking all that up and then replicating. Well said. Mm-hmm. Shout out to your mother with the quotes. I love it. Boom. <laughs>
1: <笑><笑>来宾从小就是学南非语 Afrikaans. 他英文甚至淡过，但他父母不在意，因为他们是创业家。他们认为生活中实际需要的技能比较重要。像来宾也从来没有上过文法课，所以在写字跟打字上，他其实很难拼凑在一起。但还好现在有科技的辅助。他后来有去美国读一阵子书，也去了英国住一阵子。但他幸运的是，因为他父母的关系，所以他可以参与一些商务会议，也因此学到一些商务用语。也会特别写下一些他认为比较重要的词（big words），像是会计来说，资产负债表（balance 但他幸运的是因为他父母的关系那直到今天他其实还是会有不知道的字 他就会问Siri
0: Awesome, Andrew. Well, unfortunately, my man, that's the end of our show here on the N.G. Ingwen Show. But a question I love to end with is if you could get a little reflective and think of a younger Andrew, maybe back in Africa, would there be any advice you give yourself about language, entrepreneurship, eyesight, you know, dealing with disabilities, anything?
2: Travel, travel, travel. it's just get out in the world it's just the world is so beautiful there are just so many different cultures absorb as much as you can from other cultures Mm -hmm. i mean we've got we we can enter other cultures now just you know by using our phones which is fine it helps but the moment you can travel go travel and experience even here in taiwan i mean how many different cultures do they have here in taiwan Mm -hmm. you know you can go for Half an hour out of Taipei City and be in a totally different Hakka culture, mm-hmm. go and experience it It's mm-hmm. the world's beautiful thanks to all the the beautiful people who make make up this this place mm-hmm. so yeah travel
0: love it, love it travel, get out there, meet some cool people, and expand your mind. Well said, my brother
1: 去看这个世界因为有太多的文化了,而且要尽量的去吸收,absorb. 虽然说现在手机就可以带你去了解不同的文化,但实际上亲自去体验还是比较好的哦. 那我们就谢谢今天的来宾,Andrew.
0: Well, where can people find more about Taiwan impact entrepreneurs? Maybe where can they find you online? Maybe LinkedIn?
2: Yeah, no, no, so we we literally just last week, because I'm not a social media monkey, (laughs) I've never really been into social media, and guess what, here I'm running something on social, a business on social media. Love it. And um, yeah, so we just launched uh, LinkedIn last week for me, so that's under my name, Andrew Clerk, and then on Facebook, Taiwan Impact Entrepreneurs, it should pop up immediately, Uh, we've got very good traction there. Nice. well,
0: you guys, make sure you reach out. They're doing events, I think, every other week or so now. Um you can find that all on Facebook and reach out Andrew Clerk on LinkedIn. All right. We'll talk to you next time, brother.
2: Boom. Thank you so much. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.
0: All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on the NG Ingwen show. Please follow along with us wherever you can. My name is John Drummond 89 or Young Holland or Andrew Clerk on LinkedIn. Thank you for your patience, your dedication to learning, and your curiosity. We'll talk to you next time. Peace. All right. Well, that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search NG Ingwen, or you can search on IG, NG English, I-C-R-T. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from 6.30 to 7 and Wednesday night from 9 to 9.30. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye.